Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Sergeant First Class John Valentine. Welcome to the Veterans Be Real podcast. Here's where we try to keep it real and do our best to help all our fellow veterans out there. This podcast will hopefully open our veterans' eyes into the transition and challenges they are facing and give them some guidance along the way. Please subscribe and download our podcast. We look forward to you, your insight, and your loyalty. Thanks for listening. And now, here's Veterans Be Real. All right, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening to all my Veteran Be Real listeners out there. It's Sergeant Be Real. I'm back today. We have Matt Hess. This dude, man, fitness guy. Fit, he's going to talk to you a lot, man, but I checked out his website and stuff. This guy, man, I'm telling you, he reminded me of why I was in the military, all that PT we did all the time, being physically fit and how it kept us all straight with our lives and all stuff. This guy is killing it. So, Matt, the floor is yours, my friend. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Yeah, man. Yeah, why, why don't I give you a little bit of background and kind of where I started, how I ended up in the military, and then we'll talk a little bit about fitness and fit ops and how it all ties together. Sure. Awesome. You know, like a lot of young men and women, lost my way as a young man, and I think men and women who end up in the military sometimes on the enlisted side are reach challenges, and one of the places that they can reach to to get to go is into the service. And, you know, I, I didn't have a dad growing up, and, you know, I looked to a man in uniform walking through a through a Walmart one day and he said, man, that guy looks cool. And mostly from the posture of the leadership, you know, he just walked with it. And you can see it now. And even when the uniform comes off, you can tell somebody that served. There's just something, I don't know how to explain it, but you can tell. Yeah. And so I was drawn to it. And this guy happened to be a Golden Gloves boxer. And, you know, I was a cowboy living in Wyoming and thought I was tough. And so I decided I wanted to box with him and quickly realized it was not tough. But he also was, he was also a recruiter. And put his hooks in me and, you know, it was all over for me from there. Um, but, you know, I think some of the things I learned along the way in the military, all of the things, most of them I've, I've taken with me into my career and in my professional life, whether it be from a resiliency and grit perspective or from a leadership perspective. I didn't realize it back then, you know, as an E1 going into the army, but I definitely realize it now and I can see that the benefit and the value. And, and I just, I think that the military is an incredible place to hone young leaders. And, and I think, you know, we're going to talk about veterans and the opportunity that we have with veterans to create a, a better transition program and employment and all of those things. But I want to credit my ability to grow in the business world largely because of my time in the military. It's important. Um, it's important to me that, that I have that platform because I think a lot of the vets that are listening to these podcasts are looking for opportunities, ways to, for themselves to transition and and I believe that there's an incredible amount of leadership in anybody that served the military. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. So I went in not because I was called to war. There was, we were 1995, relatively peaceful then. I enlisted and went to basic training the summer of my junior year in high school as a split op. I enlisted in an artillery battalion, 13 Bravo, and went off to basic training as a just turned 17. So I was, I would say, thrown into the deep end in terms of you know, not quite, not quite a man yet thought I was. And, you know, for the first time in my life, I found inside of the, where everybody else would, would say basic training was scary. I found the, the process and the, the leadership there to be comforting in some weird way. And I thrived in that environment, graduated as the honor graduate of my, my class and 
because I was a split op, then it came home and went through my last year of high school and then back to IT, Fort Sill afterwards. And so in my time in the military from enlistment to AIT basic training, once I got through AIT and I just got to my duty station, my mom got in a really bad car accident and you know, paralyzed from the neck down, you know, nearly didn't survive. I had a tough choice to make. I was so committed to a career in the military and but I was also the caretaker of my mom from I was eight years old all the way up to when I got out of high school and, you know, left her behind to go off to the military. And then, you know, as I'm away chasing what I wanted to chase, she gets in a wreck. And I went back to my command and they allowed me to transition to the reserves and go to college and live with her and take care of her. And I did that for, for a lot of years. And, you know, over the years, I've reflected on, you know, why that happened and what my purpose was relative to my service because it meant so much to me. But you know, while I watched the men and women that I served with go off to war and I was sort of, I want to say stuck at home, but I was you know, certainly not doing what I thought my duty was. I started to really get into fitness and I was trying to become a wrestler in college and I broke my neck training. And that really, so the getting hurt in combination with my mom being paralyzed and the power that I saw fitness had both as an undercarriage of how the military works. You know, we're all fit to fight relative to our ability to stay conditioned and you know, our lethality is, is really tied to our ability to be physically ready to fight. And I learned that, but I also learned the power of fitness and healing and how you know, it carried beyond the military. And I think one of the big points that I try to talk about a lot, when we get into fit ops, you'll understand more of why that is. But I think a lot of men and women who leave the military forget about how powerful physical fitness is, even relative to mental fitness. And so, you know, I've been a huge proponent of fitness my whole life. And, you know, that's how I transitioned into the second phase, the second part of my adult life and where I ultimately made my bones in my career. Yeah. I mean, I agree hundred percent. I think fitness is, they don't, you underestimate the value in fitness because like you said, the mental part, like I ain't gonna lie. I got out of the army in 2010 after 20 years and I haven't done too much working out since then because I put my body through pretty much hell for 20 years. But I went out running the other day with my wife. And after I got done with the run, I actually felt better than I felt in a while. And I was like, wow, maybe I should get out and do this a little bit more. So I've actually got my mindset. It's, my wife's a physical fitness trainer, too. She teaches Zumba and all that other crazy stuff. So, so <laughs> Hey, she, man, I don't think you should do Zumba. Definitely not my lane. But, no, I'm more in a push-up sit Let's do some running, some cardio, some stuff like that. But, yeah. So, but yeah, I think people underestimate it too, too. And I think a lot of people like me and a lot of guys I know, we struggle with PTSD. And I always tell them, man, get out, let's go to the gym or let's go, you guys go to the gym and, do, you know, get up here near Fort Hood is where I'm at. And there's just a ton of vets that own gyms or, or have stuff out here. So I tell them, just get out there with those guys and get working out again, you know, get back into some kind of rhythm of something where there's a systematic thing you got going on. It's a rhythm for you. And I know it's an important thing. I know it is because I worked in mental health in the army too. So I know that physical fitness, your body the way it feels and the way that you, you have strength and you, you feel more cotton. Like it, it, there's a whole lot of psychological things that happen to you. You know what I mean? It just kind of ties you in to let you know you're doing okay. So yeah. The, the endorphins that are created in fitness are, you know, the same ones that you get They're, they're the feel good hormones and you need those. And you know, even, you know, even the structure and the discipline of exercising reinforces to yourself that you're worth investing in. And a lot of vets who are in a tough spot, they don't really realize that taking that investment away from themselves physically because they just don't feel like it mentally at the time. They're like, yeah, I don't want to work out. I guess I'm going to drink a beer. I guess I'm going to, you know, I'm going to try to subside my symptoms of PTSD or depression with other things. And fitness is free. It's right there. You can do it in a second. And for some reason, we just don't make that switch to do it. And I'm trying to train that into 
every vet I can find because I see the power of it. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, super important. So you know, I'll back up a little bit and talk about my sort of bridge to, to, to where, how FitOps was created. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I want to make sure to give your listeners a view into the, the psychology around how I was able to take leadership skills I learned into business. And I think, you know, the first piece of that is the grit and the grittiness and the determination to never, never quit. You know, that is a, whether that's done in training by putting yourself in situations where you have no choice but to go on and you don't, you're not somebody that's going to stop. Some of that I think you're born with, some of that I think can be created through training. And I think grittiness is the most important asset you have as a, as a person who is trying to achieve something. And if, if you're not, if you don't have it, you'll quickly quit and then you'll never achieve your objective. And that, you know, I think that's a really important asset that I was taught partially through my time in service and through some, some good leaders that I had. You know, the transition out for me obviously was a bit traumatic because of the injury. But when I got to home back to my mom, a lot of that time's a blur for me because, you know, it was a trauma situation. And I, you know, in terms of how I felt and how I transitioned, I don't really... I never felt the pressure of transition in the way that a lot of the deployed men and women in the service that are coming back now feel because you're coming out of, you know, you for you, 20 years, probably some combat tours, those oh, yeah. tours created pressure, you know, and, and those, those pressures then, you know, don't translate back to, you're basically like an 18 year old kid coming out of high school and you're trying to figure out what you're going to do with the rest of your life. And I didn't have that because I ended up going to college. And I now know today, I can tell you finally what my purpose was in the military and why I went, why I was in the military and what it's, what it's done today. But in building my, my first company, I did it off of fear. I was, you know, I wouldn't say that then, but because I was so scared that I was, you know, I'd lost what I wanted to do and serve in the military. My mom was hurt and, you know, didn't have any money. And I was trying to go to college on the GI bill and pay for, you know, our house and all the things. So, you know, my driver was fear. And I think a lot of vets can relate to that because we, everyone's fearful when they come home. If they don't have a plan, it comes quickly up on you and you're like, shit. And, you know, I don't really believe that the, the macro problem of drugs, alcohol, hopelessness, PTSD, all those things, very relevant to everybody that's going through them. But I really believe the macro problem is purpose and loss of purpose. Yeah. And specifically for the veteran community, it's, lo it's, it's losing your ability to serve people. And probably most people, most vets don't really understand it because they probably, while they're proud of their service, probably more proud of their service than anything, I don't ne necessarily know if they know why they're proud of their service other than I served my country. Yeah. But I think it's a largely built around having a purpose that's so much greater than you ever could be. It's about the amazing country that we come from and being able to serve it. That's incredible purpose. And I think that's super important when you're trying to figure out what you're going to do with your life after service is understanding your purpose. Yeah. And I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing I, I deal with guys, you know, suicide stuff with guys. And I tell them, man, we just got to find a purpose for you. We just got to find a reason for you to keep going. If it's your family, if it's whatever, let's just focus on the purpose. You know what I'm saying? I try to get, yeah, you served. I served. I'm proud of my service. I said, but I didn't serve. But, you know, yeah, I think you, I think you nailed it. I think that's what people got to understand is you're, the bigger picture of the service part of it, I think is there. And then that purpose, I mean, that it's hard, man. You lose that purpose. It's hard. <laughs> I get some experience. So, yeah. It is. So I learned, you know, by necessity, this necessity being fear that I was not going to be able to take care of my mom, that I was not going to be able to do it. You know, I'm a young kid trying to figure out how to do my life now. Yeah. And, you know, I just put my head down and drove and I've been that way my whole life in terms of 
having that kind of resiliency, but the military made it more intense. I mean, it gave me leadership skills with it. And so I think, you know, taking those into, you know, my first business, which ended up being starting nutrition stores and, and I'd open nutrition stores, start as an employee in a GNC store, and then figured I could do this myself and opened up my own and just kind of kept doing that over the next few years. I hired vets, I hired athletes, and, you know, I built them the same way I was built. And, you know, that business then was sold in, in 2008. And I was in the middle of my first one, actually, when the towers were hit. My second day of owning that business, the tower got hit. And I was, I was so stuck. I remember the feeling of being stuck. And I had no money at the time. I just, just paid for my business. And I was just getting started. And I took every penny I had and went down to the fire department and put on a big dinner for them. And it's all I could do. And I felt, I remember it today still. And you know, we all remember how we felt on 9-11. But yeah. you know, today, that time... I left between 2000 and you know, 2000 and probably 2017, 18, before I figured out how I was going to actually pay forward my service ability to be in the military uh, and the eventual creation of FitOps. You know, I, I didn't really understand why it was so important to me, but I was very moved by the, not just the, the news and the media around the war, but really the thinking about the suffering going on in the men and women who are both deployed and have come home and are now suffering through it. So as I built my business, I did what I could to help vets, but not on a great, on a big scale. And in 2008, I launched a new company, Performix Sports, which today is sports nutrition products, gyms, and some app-based technologies. And the whole premise around the creation of this was I wanted to build a brand that served not just buy my products because they make you fast or skinny or they make you a badass or I don't really believe products do that. I believe the people do it. And so I built a brand around mentality about being gritty and about being driven. And, and the products are just fuel for your own kind of pursuit and chase. Mm -hmm. I, I launched gyms, you know, partially so I can employ vets in them, but also as content houses to create, you know, stories around what we're doing as a brand and, you know, why we're doing it. And then the last piece I was launching FitOps and, you know, the, the foundation was created as, as a, I guess, all those years of seeing the, me believing that the macro problem was loss of purpose and hiring vets and, and, you know, vets that I had served with that were really struggling. And, you know, one day I decided that I was going to, you know, put some real money behind it and change the, the narrative. And now, you know, my mission is to, is to reduce an in-veteran suicide and I'm going to get it done. I've, I've got a, a pretty solid plan in, in that, sort of shifting everything I've learned over the 20 years of my business into, into the, into the foundation and, and, you know, taking on a problem that, that should have been addressed 50 years ago and, you know, maybe longer, I guess. I don't, I wasn't around back, you know, back in World War One and Two, but I'm guessing, you know, the narrative changed a lot when, when Vietnam happened and that's came home to not just loss of purpose, but, you know, anger and, you know, all, all the things that they dealt with. So, you know, I believe that the way that we serve our veterans in our communities now is not by pitying them for their service, but by appreciating them for their service and giving them opportunities and addressing the real issue and loss of purpose. Yeah, I, I agree, man. And that's, that's a great lead into let's talk. Let's talk now. Let's jump right into this fit ops because I'm going to be actually last night I was online watching, checking out your, I watched your video, I had John Cena on it. And that kid, that young man that was on there, a very inspirational young man that was on there. So 
I'm actually kind of stoked because I got a lot of buddies around here at Fort Hood that are gym owners and guys that I know that they focus on the same kind of conceptual thing that you have is about getting guys in the gym and getting them working out and getting their minds stronger because their body's stronger. So I'm excited to hear about this. So let's hear about fit ops, Matt. All right, man, let's go. So yeah, the, guy you're talking, the guy you're talking about is Bobby Summers. He's a yeah, Bobby, yeah. young man. I found him under a table, bawling his eyes out the second day of camp. And we'll come back to Bobby in a minute and I'll tell you how that happened. So about four years ago, I had a, a young man in my office who was really struggling. And he was struggling with drugs and alcohol and, and all of the things that we hear in, this, in the community happening. But when I dug down deep into the real issue, it was what we talked about. It's loss of purpose and not knowing where you're going to go with your life. And, you know, you come home feeling proud and, and, you know, in some cases to your family, heroic in some way. And, you know, fast forward six months, you're drinking, maybe doing drugs, you're sleeping on your parents' couch. And, you know, that very fastly falls into being homeless. And, you know, I recognize, you know, one, and there's 40,000 veteran nonprofits. And, you know, most of them are give a man a fish. And not many of them are teach a man to fish. You know, the saying of give a man a fish eats for a day, teach a man to fish eats for a lifetime. We're trying to teach vets how to fish for a lifetime by, by taking them onto camp. We fly them in, pay for everything. There's not, no expense in any way to, to a vet. And they live there for 30 days and we beat the shit out of them physically, get them back in shape. We invest in them mentally and train them how to be awesome personal trainers, not just how to train clients, but how to build a business, how to interview, how to find clients, how to do social media. I bring experts in from my gym to, to mentor them. Guys like John Cena come in and speak to them. And then at night, the the kind of thing that pulls it all together called the circle of tears. And it's essentially where where we get around a circle, a campfire, whatever, whatever it is. And, you know, one vet each day gives their sort of speech or their talk. I give the first one or somebody that's been through camp prior and, you know, it's basically laying down your shit and just telling everybody sort of why you're struggling, what, what's held you back, what you deal with. It's all about creating a space of vulnerability so that you can drop the things that are making you heavy and start working on building you up into, into the man or woman that we know you are inside and can see and where all the reasons why you were called to serve. And, you know, it culminates in a graduation with a personal training certification, your ability to go get a job anywhere, and a CVFO designation, which allows you to come back anytime you want to get retrained, or to come back as a squad leader, and you know you can you can um, you know pay it forward and invest once you've gone home and created your own business or started your own training company or opened a gym or or whatever. So you know we're 300 strong after two and a half years, and you know. John Cena came to camp last year and and spent a day on day and a half on camp. Was allowed into the circle of tears, gave his his uh, his own speech and you know just you know listened to the vets mostly, but gave his perspective. And you know it's it's uh it's it's amazing what happens when you put men and women of the service together who have gotten out and lost the camaraderie. It's an incredibly healing process, and you know we graduate you know, between 40 and 80 badasses at every camp. These aren't just personal trainers. They're like weapons. They, they know how to build a business and any company would be lucky to have them in, as an employee. That's awesome, man. It sounds amazing. I mean, I'm excited about it. I mean, I, I, I looked at it last night. I almost got motivated. I'm like, I need to fill this out. Go. You know, because maybe, I didn't, maybe you need to come to camp. Uh, hey, don't BS, man. Don't, don't think I won't because I think I'm a little out of shape. So you guys are probably killing me the first two days. I'd probably be dead. They'd probably drag me in my room. But I get there because I know my mindset. I know that 
I could bring that back here and I could really help motivate guys to go to your camp and feel like, hey, I can start my own gym. I could do this. I could follow what Nick did and I can go do this and I can get certified. And even if it's just get certified, go work at Gold Gym for a little while or whatever to get a time to build up. But, you know, Matt, what you're doing is so motivational to me just because as a veteran, I look at it like, man, that's just another tool you're throwing in my bag. You're giving me the opportunity to add tools to have my purpose relined up and I can realign myself. So it's an amazing opportunity for all you guys out there listening, all you soldiers that are listening right now, all you active duty guys that are thinking about transition, get out. All Matt's information is going to be on the website. It's going to be on his episode log. It's going to be all that. It's going to be in the, it's going to be on the post and everything that we're going to do. And, and we're going to follow up with this later on because I'm going to follow up with Matt here in a little while, checking in on how they're doing and stuff. And we're going to do a little kind of an update, but understand that what Matt is offering to you guys is an opportunity for you to refocus, find a purpose, and then live that purpose again. So you have that opportunity. So Matt, I don't know what to tell you, brother. I'm starstruck by you as far as what you're willing, what you've accomplished, where you're taking. And I even saw what you're trying to do later on and try to build it out of the way you're I'm like, damn, you know what I'm saying? Like, this could get really huge. You know, it could really almost franchise it out and popping up all over the place where, you know, our vets are there. Because there's here at Fort Hood, about 40,000 soldiers on Fort Hood, give or take, day to day. But there's about 100,000 vets that live within about a 50-mile radius of us, you know, because I, I run a nonprofit. That's what I do for a living. I run a nonprofit, help their families and the soldiers and first responders and the veterans and active, and I help them in any way I can help them, but I help guide them. I don't, I'm like you, I don't, I'm not giving them a fish. I'm like, here, man, this is what you got to do. Here's a budget class. Here's this class. Here's, you know what I'm saying? We got to teach you the tools you need to get successful. But like stuff like yours, I mean, that to me is a funnel to just become, have a purpose and be successful again and, and have that pride back in yourself that you have a purpose, that you're doing something better. So I want to thank you, man, for being on the show. I know you're a busy man and I appreciate you taking the time to be with us, man. So thank you. No, it's my pleasure. And any, any way that I can reach people, we're all in our own way, servant leaders in this. And we have to, we have to bind together to, to make this, this problem go away. And you know, I've just recently announced that Command Sergeant Major John Troxell, who was yeah, the, I saw that too. Yeah, I saw that the, too. Out, the outgoing SEAC, you know, spent, you know, 38 years in the military, highest enlisted soldier across all the branches. And he got out and, you know, I made it first call I could get on, get to him. I got on the phone with him and, and he said, well, shit, I was going to retire, but I guess, I guess I got a new mission. So <laughs> I got know, a new job. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, one of our goals is to get on base and you said it, if you're transitioning out, we're going to get on base and get in the TAPS program and, and really try to get ahead of the problem. You know, we got the problem and all the vets that are out there that we got we to gotta get to that are, that are struggling. But if we can get them ahead of their transition and, and help them, I don't care if you're going to be a personal trainer at the end. I'm trying to give vets the tools to be able right, to be yeah, successful in, in their lives as a personal trainer or just as a, you know, investing in yourself every day through fitness and understanding how to do that. And at the very least, you'll leave camp with 40 men and women who you'll never lose touch with because you just bonded together in an incredible way and a better fitness acumen and, you know, sort of some space in your life to figure out what the fuck you want to do. And I think yeah. that, I mean, that, that's the important part for me. That, that, and, but that's it. You know what I'm saying? That's it. You know, that's the end goal. Anybody running a nonprofit helps. So anybody doing a business that helps out. in the end, that's what we want is to make that 1% a stronger 1% that can do more for the communities and do more of their environment and, be, and have a purpose again. It's just, it's amazing, man. And I'm, I'm proud of you. I mean, I know you, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't, I know we don't know each other personal, man. When I meet another vet that's doing what you're doing, it just makes me proud that we're both veterans. We're both trying the same, you know, we're going down that same road. So thank you for everything you're doing, man. And if there's any, anything, I'll tell you this, you ain't got to worry about fit ops getting word out on Fort Hood. I'll take care of that. Cause I got you there. That ain't going to be a problem for me on this end, brother. I'll definitely promote the crap out of that for you on this end. But Bring then, him. We're, we're scaling up. We're, we'll be able to put 100 through at a time. So, you know, two or two, maybe get up to 1,000 next year. Yeah. 
And, you know, where anybody out there listening that is struggling and lost, please, please, please go to the foundation, apply, you'll get an interview, you'll get a slot, and we'll get you through. Yeah, and he's serious, guys. Check it out. His website's pretty self-explanatory. There's a way to apply, top right-hand corner. Click, go, fill it out. He's got a little type form to fill out, put all the information, upload your DD214, you're good to go. I mean, I was this close last night to doing it, but I told myself I want to talk to him. <laughs> I'm going to message you until I get a, until I get an application from you. <laughs> you might get one next week, man, because my wife was excited for me. She's like, you should do it. So she was get, get some, man. Get yeah. on there. I need to go. Get, I really need to. I need you know to what? Party. I'll do you one better. You apply. You come to camp. I'll, you can do a podcast from camp with some of the amazing people down oh, I would there. Love, I'll, trust me, when I was there, I'd have them all lined up for scheduled appointments anyway later on to see how they're doing after the camp because I, I would actually start a whole group of episodes for that group that I was in to say, hey, look, let's follow up in a couple months, see where everybody's – you know, I would love to do that. Yeah, I mean, it's a big – You know, the, the Army is revamping their, their Army Combat Fitness Test. Yeah, and they I, are. Big we've time. got our first two vet graduates that are going on to a base – to administer the program. They're going to teach the soldiers how to lift correctly. So, you know, well, we're now you, full circle. Yeah, and I'm hooked up at Fort Hood. Like, I know the CG. Uh, they all know me personally because I've been doing this for a long time, the nonprofit. I help, I help over – I do 4,000 soldiers a month come through my nonprofit. Lit, easy. I mean, I'm pumping them out, right? So everybody on base knows me, the garrison commander, the, the general, the sergeant major. They all know me. Most of them, I got their phone numbers on my phone. The minute I get done, if I go to this, I mean, realistically, fit out, I could have you down and we could do it. I mean, it's great. We can talk about that later. We'll talk about that offline, but get after, it's get after. I get it squared right. away. Thanks for being on the show, Matt. Appreciate it so much and appreciate the work you're doing. And I, you know, I, I think that there's a bunch of stuff we're going to do together. And I just, yeah. I, I'm real thankful that you're out there doing this and spreading the word. So thanks. Yeah, for sure, man. Appreciate you. All right. You as well. Well, that's a wrap, everyone. Hope you all got something out of this podcast today. Please tell a battle buddy about us and stay tuned for our upcoming podcast. Don't forget to visit our website at www.veteransbereal.com. Support us because we got your back. Till next time, everyone, I'm out of here.